is Jared and the GM on a Fireball Hot Take Friday, ESPN 1025, the game. Floyd Reese. Yes, sir. It is time for the moment of truth. You have picked the Falcons to beat the Titans on Sunday. And in fact, you picked the Falcons to win by more than three, which makes me worry that it could be a bludgeoning because you usually pick the Titans. But where there's a will, there's a way. And you are... You have gotten wrong every game this season. Have I missed everyone? On the uh on the pregame show, you uh, you picked the Browns, you picked the Titans, you picked the Titans. So you are 0 and 3. And how'd that work out? You're 0 and 3. Well, but the first one I picked who? Cleveland. And what happened? Titans won. Okay. Then the others I picked the Titans and, and they lost them both. Okay. So now you need, you know, to pick Atlanta and exactly. hope that there you go. Exactly. But it is time for Floyd's three things. Three up, three down. Three things the GM expects to see against the Fal- or hopes to see against the Falcons, and three things he does not want to see against the Falcons. We start three up. What is the first thing the GM absolutely has got to see against the Atlanta Falcons Sunday? Number one. Number one for me is a good start. And and in my world, I mean, a good start. I don't mean we've got to jump out seventeen to nothing. I'll take that. Although, yeah, I, I will take it too. But we just have to maintain, be equal or ahead so that the game is even the whole time. So everybody's playing. So uh, it's really, really important. Again, this is one of those teams like we've seen in the past, which is, you know, you can't fall behind and expect to stay in the game because they'll just road greater you and you're done. So uh, a good start. And I'm not you – know, I know a lot of people talk about good starts all the time, and I do think they're important, but but not very essential for me. I think this week it's going to be really, really important. Bigger onus on the offense or the defense to get the team off on a good start? Well, offense, of course, because I expect the defense too. Oh, I would say the defense, because if you stay 0-0 for a while, I feel okay about that. But if if it's 14 Atlanta, and now we're asking Mariota to get out there and go shot for shot with Matt Ryan, I don't feel very good about that. Right. But it's not going to be 14. It's a defensive play. I'm not worried. we got the number two passing offense going against the number three passing defense. So I'll take Julio. Pretty good. <laughs> What's the second thing Number you want to see? Two. Number two for me is we have got to convert third downs. And if that means we've got to get more on first down and second down, so be it. But we have got to convert third downs. Every time we go three and out and punt to this team, I mean, you're kind of taking your life in your hands. So it's it's important that we get some drives, that we get some first downs, and um, you know, we're able to to hold on to the ball for a while. I just think that the other thing that's going to have to stop that is against Jacksonville. They were in a lot of second and longs, which aren't good, but they would get some point or they'd get some yards or something. And, you know, it'd be third and one or it'd be, and then it holding number 78 of the offense, 10 yard penalty replay second down. And it would just kill the drive. So second and long is not the end of the world to me, but second and 20 is the end of the world to me because that set you up for a bad third down. And that takes us to the third thing, the GM. Number wants. three. Third, down, uh, thir- third thing for me is the red zone area. And again, because 
if you're not careful, this team can score a lot of points pretty quickly. And so it's going to be important for our defense, as we say every week, to hold them to to field goals. And most importantly is when our offense gets down there, we have to score touchdowns. And, you know, uh, field goals aren't going to do it for us. So we have got to get down there and score touchdowns. So to me, I don't know why I would uh, hope that that would happen because the Titans have not been able to score touchdowns this year and the coach is going to go for it on fourth down and not get it like he did against Jacksonville. So don't even get me started on that one again. Your coach did that. Same thing. Hey, my coach. Okay, your coach at Louisville did exactly the oh, same thing. Oh, I don't thing. care about Louisville. We're supposed to lose. I, <laughs> I, I don't care about that. Here we go. My okay. coach. Oh, I've just heard you tell me how many times he's such a great coach. He's a great, great coach. And he did exactly the same thing against I'm more Florida worried about State. changing the culture than I am about winning games right now. <laughs> three down, the three things the GM does so not want to see. So bad. Number one. Uh, no big plays. We can't give up any big plays. They're going to get completions. They're going to get yards. I can tell you that right now. We just can't allow them the the 70, 80-yard striking passes that just come out of nowhere. So go ahead and let them, you know, get a first down now and then. Let them complete the ball because I'm telling you now they are. Uh, but but we can't, you know, and, and all of these guys, unfortunately, especially the two outside guys, are capable of of running past just about anybody you have. So no big plays. How about no big plays in the running game late in the football game, too, on defense? Goodness gracious. Yeah, that would be that we've given up one of those in two, two of the games. Unacceptable. No. Number two. Number two. Second thing for me is I don't think we can blitz. I, we can't run cover zero. We can't, we can't run blitz coverage this week. So... Uh, I would I would be so very very careful about blitzing this team again because you're going to have a tough time covering these receivers just in the, in a zone or in combination coverage or in anything else. But if you give them the field with no free safety, you know, on our corners, both Ridley and uh, Julio can beat you. So I would be very, very careful about taking a free safety out of the middle. You wouldn't send the house like uh, Dick LeBeau probably would? I I probably wouldn't, no. That sounds like something that he would want to do. And the final thing that you do not want to see. Number three. The third thing is we can't have any protection breakdowns, which has been, and I know we've been infamous for just blaming the offensive line. Uh, But the truth is, when you give up nine sacks, it's more than the offensive line. And I'm sure that is the case here. So wherever it's coming from, if it's the offensive lineman, they've got to do a better job. If it's a tight end or a, line, or a running back or anybody else, the same is true. We just can't have any breakdowns. Again, there's, you know, I mean, we're giving up about four or five sacks a game, so there's a chance they're going to get a sack or two, which may or may not be the end of the world, but... If they get nine, it will be the end. So no um, protection breakdowns. Okay, I have one that I would like to add. By the way, good luck with that. Like the two things, you no big plays and protection breakdowns. Uh, What have we seen a smattering of throughout the first three weeks of the season? Big plays and protection breakdowns. So 
I wish you the best of luck with that. Can I go, Ian, can I get a number one count for the one thing? Number one. Thank you. The one thing I want to see. Good coaching. That's all I ask. Not great coaching. Not totally outfox them coaching. Just give me, just give me a little good coaching. That's all I ask. You know, don't go for it on fourth and six. Don't put a Dory Jackson back deep to return. Don't do all the things that drive me absolutely bananas. Don't do it like that. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. Good coaching. That's all I want to see on Sunday. And if you coach well and you lose, then I'll be okay with it. But I just want some good coaching, Floyd. Did you get that quote, Ian? If if they coach well and they lose, he'll be okay with it? I'll be it. okay with it. <laughs> I mean, the season will be over. But other than that, I mean, I, I'll feel kind of uh, I'll feel kind of okay with it. You know, I mean, it's it's not the end of the world, and it's it is what it is, and it's. But I just want some good coaching. Is it so bad that that's all I want? Is him to just, just coach? Do you think Adore's back there for the first punt return? Of course he is. Of course he is. I'll be stunned if I don't lose my mind with the coaching. On Sunday. Uh, and I like Vrabel. I think Vrabel's a good coach. And uh, just... I am so sick of hearing that, aren't you? I am so sick of hearing it's that. It's true. I think he's a good coach. Uh, you sit here and gripe about the coaching for half an hour. And then, to, oh, but I like him. He's, he's I think he's a good coach. I can't... I, I feel like I'm talking to my wife. I mean, I don't... I, I, I get lost. I can't keep up. I'm not smart enough. I'm too old. I can't keep up with that logic, whatever that logic is. <laughs> well, it's like a kid. Exactly. It's like he's a good it's kid. It's like a kid. No, no, no. It's like That's a kid. That's exactly right. Hey, it's like, you know, Johnny is a good kid. I just wish he would You don't stop. mind if I start calling you Caleb, do you? <laughs> Caleb. <laughs> I, it just, again, back to my point. It's like with a kid, you know, Johnny's a good kid. I just wish... Wish he would stay out of trouble because he's a good kid. That's how I feel about Vrabel. I wish, like, I think Vrabel's a good coach. I just wish he'd stop going for it on fourth and six for no reason. That's all I ask. That's it. Don't send a Dory back there. Just because the general manager tells you a Dory should be able to return punts doesn't mean that he actually can return punts. That's all I ask. That's it. That's it. And there you go. Coming up next, Preds on the road at Carolina. Predators game day is next. Jared and the GM, CSPM 1025 The Game, live from the Wholesale Inc. studio, powered by RumbleOn.com. Fireball Hot Take Friday. You know how you got to celebrate Fireball Hot Take Friday? You got to do it by celebrating with ice-cold Fireball cinnamon whiskey. That's right. Fireball goes down so smooth and tastes so great. It is the best. That's why I absolutely love Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. Ignite the night. Please do it responsibly. Be 21 years or older to enjoy. That is Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. Your shot is so smooth and it tastes so great. Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. Ignite the night. Please do it responsibly. It's Jared and the GM on ESPN 1025 The Game. Live from the Game Nashville Studios, presented by Wholesale Inc. Mount Juliet. It's game day in Smashville. Brought to you by the Nexus Group and TJAndersonHomes.com. What are Peter Laviolette's keys to the game? Who will be in and out of the lineup? 
It's time to break it all down on Jared and the GM on your flagship home of Smashville. ESPN. 102.5 The Game. Predators Game Day powered by the Nexus Group, your trusted provider and safe haven for off, uh, for business networking, offering secure, reliable connectivity. Call the Nexus Group, 615-221-4200, and do not get Catfish Floyd Reese. Unless it's on the ice. Bingo Preds tonight on the road at Carolina, the preseason finale. The Predators will take on the Hurricanes tonight, and then they are off until Thursday at Minnesota. For or excuse me, at home against Minnesota for the season opener. Here's who's in. We'll start with the lineup for tonight. Here's who's in for the Predators as they have a couple AHL guys. And remember how I said it's going to be kind of like the fourth NFL preseason game? It's going to be kind of like the fourth NFL preseason game because outside of Ryan Johansson and Matt Deshane and Dante Fabro. Uh, most of the guys that are out there are not the big gun guys. So you'll have your handfuls of Rim Petlicks and Ellie Tolvanins and Jakob Trinan and so on and so forth. But uh, Kyle Turris, Craig Smith, Rocco Grimaldi, those guys will play. Daniel Carr's trying to lock down a roster spot. He'll play. Freddie Goudreau trying to make his way onto the roster. He'll play. And then for some reason, and I don't know why, uh, Ryan Johansson and Matt Deshane will play, along with UC Soros. But, I mean, if you're not going to play Forsberg, and you're not going to play Arvidsson, and you're not going to play Yossi, and you're not going to play Ellis or Eckholm. Playing two centers? Like, do I really need, like, and I'm not trying to be critical here, but do I really need to see Matt Deshane play tonight a week before the season starts? I don't know. I'd say just treat it like the fourth preseason game. I mean, I don't even like that Craig Smith and Kyle Turris are out there. And everybody knows what I think of those guys. So, uh, I don't love it, but it is what it is. Ken Appleby uh, is the backup goalie tonight behind Soros. Okay, Ken. Crank it up, my brother. Eating good (laughs) in the neighborhood with Ken Appleby, who uh, will be out there. A bunch of guys that have been sent down to Milwaukee. We'll get to go tonight for the Predators. Uh, as Ellie Tolvanen kind of headlines that group. Tolvanen along with Tolvanen along with Rim Pitlick have all been recalled for this game. Pitlick, Tolvanen, Anthony Richard, Yakov Trinan, Josh Wilkins, Alexander Carrier, Jeremy Davis, and Ken Appleby have all been recalled from AHL Milwaukee. They will play today. Now they will also go back down to Milwaukee and will not be a part of the opening day roster. And a lot of people are wondering, well, Pitlick has had a very good camp, and so has Tolvanen. So what about adding those guys to the mix? And that's where we start with the coach's take. Peter LaViolette presented by T.J. Anderson Holmes. Your road to real estate starts at tjandersonhomes.com with our guy, T.J. Anderson, uh, at tjandersonhomes.com. Peter LaViolette on those guys going down to Milwaukee to start the season. All of our players have gone through that, um, from Colton Sissons to Victor Arvidsson to Philip Forsberg, Callie Yonkrock, Roman Yossi, Pekka Rinne. It's a development league, and we need them on the ice and developing. And when, when they are ready, when they do start to make that move up, and they might go back to Milwaukee and then maybe up again, there's no set path on how it works. Um, you know that they've been developed the right way. And so um, we're thrilled with the way the guys played. And you know, sometimes you, uh, even they look at going to Milwaukee as a demotion. We look at it as part of the process.
So, Floyd, with that being said, this will be the last NHL look a lot of these guys get before they go down to Milwaukee and then are recalled to come help the Predators if help is needed later on in the season. What kind of expectations are we going to have this year for some of these guys from Milwaukee? Because for me, I think it's time for Ellie Tolvanen to make himself a permanent fixture in the Predators lineup. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think there's a couple of those guys that we're going to be real excited about seeing come back. You know, Tolvin and guys that that have have played a little bit for us, that young, and we're we're really excited about. So, uh, so that has to be a giant positive. I think that um, I think that you know them going back and forth, and you know, I think last year we kind of got in the fact that hey, they went down and kind of stayed down. You know, never came back up even during the playoffs and sometimes like that. So, I think now. You know, for for Peter to come out and kind of give us the game plan here, then you may not think that much about them going back and forth. What do you think about the idea of calling up a bunch of guys to play tonight and still playing Deshane and Johansson? A little bit surprised, right? Like, what's the point of playing Deshane and Johansson tonight? I don't know, and and I would guess now this is just me, but you know, God forbid if something were to happen to those guys, it would be a couple of the harder guys for us to ever replace. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That game is tonight at 6.30 as the Predators take on the Carolina Hurricanes. 6.30 right here on ESPN 1025. The game pregame coming up in just a matter of minutes. A little NHL news, by the way, to get into. Usually we take a look at the Central Division in the standings. Where do the Predators sit on Predators game day? Not going to do that today. But Patrick Line did agree to a new contract with Winnipeg, ending his holdout. So Line will be out there to start the season. Bufflin is not out there. And I don't think Kyle Connor came to an agreement on a new deal. So I was getting a little excited about the idea of Winnipeg being, you know, without for an extended period of time, Line and Connor and Bufflin. But now I guess we'll all just have to settle for Connor and Bufflin. And the two year bridge deal that Line signed. Not very promising that he'll be in Winnipeg for a long time. Oh, he signed just a two-year deal? Two years, I think like thirteen five or something. Really? Yeah, I think Line A, after coming off that, what was it, 40 goal season two years ago, I think Line A thought he was going to, you know, break the bank like all these other number one and number two picks are doing. And I thought he would, too. <laughs> I mean, I, I knew their cap is in serious problems. I mean, they are in just serious, miserable cap space. Uh, and Kyle Connor wants his money now. Okay, and I was supplied, and I think Line A wanted his money, and they're kind of like, well, you know, he kind of struggled a little bit to start the year, so who knows? So we'll keep an eye on that tonight. Final preseason game of the year, Floyd Reese. What are we watching for with the Preds? You know what? I think we just discussed it the the whole time. I mean, we're looking at some of these young guys, and it'll be the last extended look we get. Um, with some of these guys, so that's got to be fun. And and you know, like Tolvin, and uh, he's going to be playing with a couple of their regular players, you know, the regular starters. So uh, I'm I'm sure they want to see how he's going to fit in and which one he fits in better with, etc. But um, I mean, it's going to be it'll be fun watching the young guys get a final little test. Pre-game starts next. Jared and the GMC at Preds Fest on Sunday. Pre-game show nine thirty. Jared and the GM.